You're listening to The Tech Box. Hello and welcome to episode 41 of The Tech Box. I'm joined this evening by Mr. Andy Hagen from all the way in America. Hi James, how you doing mate? Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Nice and, I think we're probably both equally hot and sweaty because it's nice and hot and sweaty in the UK at the moment. Yeah, it's definitely uh, hot and sweaty in on the all all over the east coast. Actually, it's all about ninety five degrees Fahrenheit, which is about thirty something Celsius. It's pretty uh, brutal out there. It's just kind of quite muggy here, uh, and we've got uh, Dave Rich. Oh, James, Andy, I'm not so muggy because I'm in a hotel room with air conditioning. So um, yeah, I'm okay. Uh, lucky. Yeah, for a change. <laughs> and how are things with you, Dave? Yeah, they're okay. I'm I'm going to be uh, drifting in and out, uh, James. I've got to got to depart and uh, got some work to do. But um, I'm glad I can join you. It's uh, been rare, but I'm going to like I said, I'm going to step it up a bit more now. I'm permanently settled with my podcasting rig, so it should be easier to uh, make the tech box. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, okay, so I think we're going to have a little bit of follow on from uh, the last show in terms of security and authenticators because. Uh, um, me and Richard went uh, had a discussion at great length about the options that we were looking at, and I think uh, David, you've had some uh, thoughts on this as well. Yeah, I looked into it. Uh, I, I've been using so it, it baffles me really because we've been listening to a lot of podcasts, um, phone show chat, things like that, and they they haven't been using two factor. It seems like a new concept to them to the authenticator about. But I've been using these for five six years. For as long as I can remember, and I use the YubiKey as well, just like uh, you and Richard. And it is a lot of hassle. I find it to be a lot of hassle, but I, it is secure. And um, I use Authy, and uh, Richard's pointed out that that actually does use a a backup phone number as well. Um, so I'm, I'm going to have to change that. So thanks for that, Richard. But also, I was looking at it as well. You know the you know Apple they. Um, you can't not have a telephone number as a backup with Apple either. So if you were to lose your uh, password, one of the ways that they do it is they can text you a code and you can't not have one. You have to have one. Um, so I, I just found that very odd as well. So you, you can have all these security two-factor with Apple on all your devices, but you still, again, they make you have the telephone number. So it's not an ideal world yet, I don't think. Okay, so what we've got to do then is uh, take Richard's advice and sort of get a burner phone, you know, a phone with uh, a number that we only ever use for these kind of security operations and uh, we don't use our main number on there. No, let's look at it this way. It's just an excuse for Richard to get another phone, isn't it? So now he's got his... <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. He's, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. got his burner for his authenticating, you know, his, he can justify that wholeheartedly. So Yeah, and that burner must be an iPhone uh, XS Max, of course. Of course, of course it does. It's only the best. There's no point having a yeah. rubbish burner. You know, if you, you <laughs> burn it by its very nature, says it's disposable, and if anything to happen, you just dump it. But I've got a feeling you won't be dumping uh, <laughs> a flagship. Possibly not. Possibly not. How about you, Andy? What's your uh, level of confidence with your sort of security setup? Well, actually, I was um, pre- feeling pretty foolish because up until the the Matt Miller story broke, I was basically. I thought I was in good hands, but I was pretty much in the same situation as Matt was. In fact, same network and everything on T-Mobile. And so I had my main SIM, that that number was in Facebook, it was in in Google, uh, in Twitter. um, And, you know, and I've used it and my bank as well. So every time I change devices or change computers and I wanted to log into the bank, they send an SMS code and Bob's your uncle, but obviously not Bob's your uncle. So um, after listening to a few podcasts and reading you know, stuff online, um, I've had LastPass for, for years, but I've never used their authenticator app. In fact, to be honest with you, I wasn't entirely sure what that was and what it was used for. It just goes to show how much of a dunderhead I am. So then... After Matt's story broke, I removed the phone number from all of the services and Google, etc., um, and started using this LastPass Authenticator app, which is just great. 
Um, Microsoft account requires that as well. So anytime I, like, for instance, for this Skype call, uh, it needed a code because I was using Skype on a device I hadn't used it in before. And it was just so easy just to open up my phone, go to the authenticator, get the six-digit code, pop it in, and it kind of works like magic. And then, um, so that's that. The only thing I will say, which is pretty niche, I suppose, um, is on my um, tablet, which is a bit rubbish i you know the uh, the spec is a bit low i haven't got facebook installed on there i've got facebook light installed on there because it, it's just a, a a lighter program it doesn't take up too much uh too much of the resources um you can still get to do what you need to do that will not use the authenticator app in fact it, it needs to use a phone number if you have two-factor authentication um set up in your Facebook account. So ridiculously, I had to go in on my phone into the Facebook settings, turn two-factor off, go back to the laptop, sign in with my password, and then go back to the phone and turn it back on again. So if you're, it's not, you know, it's definitely not ideal. So even though there are different ways to do this with authenticator apps and with the, say the YubiKey, for example, there are some apps out there that will just absolutely require a cell phone number, a mobile number, and nothing else. So you are a little bit stumped sometimes. I just hope that the apps kind of come up to date a little bit more because, um, you know, receiving, even if it wasn't for security, receiving a text in order to to get something from an app is is starting to feel a a little bit antiquated anyway. You know, if they sent it via a different method like WhatsApp or, or Facebook Messenger or some kind of other messaging app. You know, S- SMS is is a little bit from the dark days of the past. And I'm not sure whether that's as up to date as it should be for for top level security for all of your stuff. Mm. How about you, Dave? Are you, um, have you sort of happy now? Is there any, any more steps that you're looking at taking or are you, uh, you all good? I use LastPass. Um, I implemented that probably six or seven months ago because I wasn't I was using um, iCloud uh, just the key gen the passwords and I thought actually I need to nail this down and that was at the same time that I introduced YubiKey so I would say I'm happy Um, I'm not 100% happy with all my LastPass passwords I do have a few duplicates I think it's easy to get lazy even even with LastPass I find it I can I get a little bit lazy so I probably could do with doing a bit of an audit of all of them. Um, but I'm happy that it's not a challenge, by the way, <laughs> for anyone. I'm, I'm happy that they're locked down enough with two-factor that I would at least get a notification that someone is trying to get into something. I mean, I don't use Facebook or anything like that. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm happy. I could do with a, probably a, a monthly audit of LastPass passwords. Um, but other than that, I, I, I think, yeah, I'm probably there. Okay. So... Uh... We're all happy, so we can go on and talk about uh, other things like uh, phones and uh, <laughs> all that kind of good stuff. Yay! So I suppose the one thing to talk about phone-wise is what we're all looking forward to, because we're kind of in the build-up now to the release of the new uh, range of iPhones and also Pixels and um, presumably, well, we've got the Samsung Note as well. So these are all going to come out over the next couple of months. Um, which ones has got our appetites whetted based on all the leaks that are, have started to come in? So why don't we go to Dave first? Yeah, um, then iPhone 11, what do I think? I don't know, it's, it's a strange one. So the, the rumours are that they've added the camera, but nothing else looks different, does it? And there doesn't look to be any other changes apart from this wide-angled lens, which is not what you would expect. You would expect on the new model, so the 11, to have a total redesign. So, I'm on well, a- I suppose I suppose we can think about the six, six S, seven, uh, and even I suppose the eight. Although it did come out at the same time as the X. Seven dropped. Uh, seven dropped the headphone jack, didn't it? And introduced Force yeah. Touch. Mm. Force Touch was there on the six S, but the, oh, do you know what I mean? There wasn't there wasn't dramatic changes. No, so maybe maybe when I'm looking at it through rose tinted glasses. To be fair, I don't know. I'm not. I always say this every year that looking at the models that come out, I'm not overly enthralled to get one. However, 
they're probably going to include something in it that will make me want to get it. Would I get it for the camera alone? Probably not. If they put a nicer screen in there, probably would, yeah. I'm all about the screen. But it's not really hmm. exciting there. I, I don't think there's many rumours suggesting that the screen's going to get better, is there? No, which is probably why I won't end up getting one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I've got the XS Max, and for me, that is an amazing phone. It, it's probably the happiest I've been with a phone. I like the big size. I watch a lot of YouTube, a lot of content. I really like that size phone. And it would seem wasteful just to change it, just for something that's pretty much the same with an extra camera. It just How are your micro abrasions? Oh, they're fine. Yeah, they're fine. I thought I spotted one the other day when I was looking at it, like stood on my head under certain fluorescent light and stuff, but... I you can't to, see it. Anymore. You need to get a halogen. You need to get a halogen spotlight on there just to really uh, see what's going on. Yeah, but again, I can't. I can't see it in normal use. And that again, the the, the more I have it, the more it's becoming my phone. So if I were to pick up some, I, I wouldn't care because I'm not interested in any sort of resale value. If I'm going to see this phone through maybe another year, it's mine pretty much. It's not going anywhere. Therefore, it, it doesn't really matter. It's become very utilitarian. It's a tool at this point i'm well past the babying face phase and again that's another reason i can't be bothered to baby another phone so so how much battery do you have at the end of the day um i'm not so i'm not a massive massive user to be fair because i I don't usually keep my phone with me during the day it usually sits in the car I suppose the reason why I say that is because one of the rumours, although I find it a little bit difficult to believe, is that they're they're going to put the sort of Samsung-style reverse charging in the uh, yeah this year's iPhone. That doesn't hold anything for me. I mean, it would charge the AirPods, but I'm never in a situation where my AirPods are dead either. I use a different set of headphones for the gym. I use a different set for running, and then I use the AirPods um, around the house. So I don't actually see what I would do with reverse charging. To be fair, I mean. It'd be nice to have, but I wouldn't use it, I don't think. And then I think it's fair to say that there's been mixed rumours as to whether they will or won't go USB C. I think I'm of the I'm of the opinion that they probably wouldn't still, but there's some strong rumours coming out that they might do. Although I think um you've said previously that if they go USB C it'll just be on the charger end rather than the phone end. Yeah, I I think that as well. I mean, from all the mock ups we've seen as well. Case-wise, it would suggest that it is lightning. Um, again, they can be totally, totally wrong with that, and it might very well be USB-C. But I don't see it. To be fair, I really don't see. It. What I would like to see is an, an, an iPad Pro-esque redesign where they make it all square and lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought that this one would be, but the rumours don't seem to be um, bearing that out, do they? No, no. Um, Again, that might be something they'd say for the 2021, but again, that would be an S year, wouldn't it? So would they yeah. really do that an S year? Probably not. Don't, yeah, that's a good point. So maybe 2021, which is when they're talking about getting the uh, front-facing cameras under the under the screen, 2021. And, so they, and they might have maybe 5G. coincide with that. Yeah, and 5G as well might be a bit more prevalent everywhere. So yeah, I guess they could probably drop that in with an S release, couldn't they? If they didn't want to put 5G in this year, that would be quite a, a reasonable upgrade for an S year. Yeah, I, I don't know. The platform, I, I think, at the moment is pretty pretty solid. So yeah. If you're an iPhone user, I don't know. I, I sort of think if you're an iPhone user, you stops upgrading every year anyway because you had a solid yeah. piece of kit that would last yeah. you. And the reason you'd upgrade is because it slowed down through OS releases or you'd broken it. Yeah. That's the- yeah. So, but I mean, I think from my point of view, adding that wide angle camera will make the difference. Cause if we imagine that the iPhone 11 will have another iterative upgrade on the main camera, which is very, very good on the XS, uh, another iterative upgrade on the main camera and adding in a wide-angle camera, and you've pretty much got my perfect iPhone there. So I would be up for that. I don't know, Andy, as a fellow previous LG fan and a fan of the wide-angle camera, whether a wide-angle sensor on the uh, iPhone would uh, tempt you? Certainly would tempt me. Um, I mean, the, the wide-angle camera for me, ever since I had it on the G5, uh it's very difficult to kind of go back to a phone without it 
recently I was kind of toying with the idea of getting a Note 9 in just to see if I could get back into kind of the mode of using a note with the stylus getting ready for the Note 10. And I thought, you know, I don't want, I just don't want a phone without wide angle on it anymore. Um, The idea of an iPhone with a camera under the screen would mean no notch. I know that's a couple of years away probably, but that plus a, a wide angle camera could could be the ultimate tipping point for me when it comes to getting a, a proper iPhone in. But, Andy, um, I was going to say, does the notch bother you that much? Well, it doesn't. It doesn't keep me up at night. <laughs> um, put it this way: when I had, I got the S10 in the, the Galaxy S10 in just soon after launch, and that little cutout in the top right-hand corner that really doesn't bother me because it's not in my kind of line of sight. It's just up there where the clock is or whatever, you know, the mobile band bars are up there and stuff. It's not, it's not right in the, in the way kind of a thing. Um, then I got the S10 plus in cause I thought, you know, maybe I want the slightly bigger phone and that's that elongated pill shaped cutout actually did bother me. Um, it just kind of takes away in any kind of, any kind of, uh, kind of interruption in the screen that isn't, a really big interruption. So when I had the the LG G7 in and the and the V40, um, you know the notch, it it doesn't bother me to the point where I wouldn't buy one with a notch. It just I would prefer it with it not there. And mm. if there's going to be an iPhone down the road where the notch becomes part of history and it's obviously you know the the latest tech and the cameras are under the screen, then I think that that would be worth the wait for me. Um, if the S11 comes out next February, March with uh, a notch instead of a cutout, then I'll probably avoid it, to be honest. Because I think it's 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 kind of less about being bothered by the notch. And I, I definitely am less bothered by the notch on the iPhone because it's it, that houses proper tech. When you've got LG and the likes of like Nokia and everybody else putting a notch in, it's not housing the same tech as the iPhone. And it's almost like, why are you doing a notch when it doesn't have that that face ID tech? Oh, you're doing it because it, it looks cool now because, because Apple did it. So I have more of a problem with the Pixel 3 XL, the um, the LG phones, the Nokia phones, and, and others that have that cutout where it really is kind of like, yeah, you don't have Face ID, so why are you doing it? But if there's technology that's that you can kind of see around the corner, then for me, it'd be worth it'd be worth the wait. Yeah, I think um, I can see your point there, Andy. I think um, certainly if we're if we're resigning ourselves to you know a, the same design this year. And maybe next year as well, if we if we're thinking that there'll be an 11s rather than going straight to the uh, iPad Pro designed one, then that could coincide with some uh, rather nice technology improvements. So I can see where you're coming from. I mean, for me, that wide angle camera, as I said, will make that iPhone uh, uh, a must buy, I guess, because my iPhone X is, uh, you know, that'll be two years, and it's looking looking for an upgrade. I think at that point. Yeah. So yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm on board. Nothing else that I've heard about the uh, new iPhone is particularly compelling, you know, faster SOC, great, you know, uh, an iterative in- improvement on the camera, great, take that. I- I'm honestly probably not that bothered whether it's Lightning or USB-C, uh, and I haven't heard too many other rumours about the iPhone. So, uh, but yeah, that camera, I would be in uh, for that simply because the uh, I love the iPhone simplicity of the camera and I love the live photos. So to get all of that with a wide angle, yeah, I'm definitely in for it. So whilst we're on the subject of wide angles, let's move on to the Pixel 4. So uh, just after we uh, recorded the last uh, tech box, news seemed to break quite convincingly that the secondary lens on the Pixel 4 is not going to be a wide angle, but it's going to be telephoto. Boo. So... That seems to come in from uh, the fact that um, they've done a teardown of one of the latest builds, the you know the Google camera, the Pixel camera, and uh, it had some strings there referring to telephoto rather than wide label and uh, wide label, wide angle. So yeah, this is that's looking pretty compelling to me in terms of uh, evidence against. So uh, disappointments all round, Andy. Yeah, I was actually quite. Uh quite excited about the pixel 4 because um 
there's got to be something about using pure Android and using a Google device that is hasn't been messed with, hasn't been skinned in any way, shape or form. But there are various things about the, the last three versions of the Pixel and Pixel uh, XL versions that have kind of kept me kept me away. And then when the Pixel 4 was kind of leaked on purpose by Google themselves on Twitter... Uh, I thought, well, this this could be this could be pretty exciting because it's probably going to come with the, the whistles and bells that I like, but also it looks like it comes with uh, a wide angle camera, just like the like say the V thirty, um, you know, your standard lens and your, and your wide angle lens. Yeah, and, and it's worth saying that at this point, the point where the leaks came out was exactly the point where everyone had had totally decided that if you have a secondary lens, that is wide angle. So you yeah. see, like on the Samsung S ten. When on the S10e, when they go down to two lenses, yeah. it's the wide angle. Exactly. On the LGs, when some SKUs have got triple cameras, if you, if it's got two cameras, it's main and wide angle. If it's got three three cameras, it's a telephoto. Yeah. So it looked like the whole industry had decided that this is the way that it should be. So that was our assumption. Our assumption was just purely that the Pixel 4 would definitely do it this way. And yeah. uh, if it is that it isn't, then, oh, it's devastating. I mean, we don't know everything yet, and you, you, I guess we, we can we could be surprised. I don't think we knew too much about Night Sight before that was released, and that really has kind of blown everyone away. The one thing I would say is that I think if it if our fears come to fruition, I think it'll be a shame because the second lens being a telephoto lens, um, it's not really something that you couldn't do with a standard lens you could crop a picture in sure the quality might degrade a little bit but you could probably for for the shots you're taking around and shoving up on instagram and and whatnot you could probably get away with it what you can't do is you can't with a standard lens you can't make that a wide angle lens to fit everybody in the picture no exactly that's for me that's that's the difference it's nice to have all three lenses on my s10 and I'll be honest, sometimes I'm, I'm quite grateful of the telephoto lens. If I'm taking, some, taking a picture of something like a lighthouse that's quite far away, I knew that if I'd taken it on the standard lens and then cropped it, probably wouldn't have looked as good. But I could definitely live with that. But if I wanted to get the lighthouse and a load of other stuff in, you can only do that on the wide angle lens or you take a load of steps backwards and hopefully not end up in the ocean. So yeah. I think if you're going to go two lenses, you should really do standard lens and and super wide angle. But what I would say is, and this is kind of a pipe dream, I suppose, being that it's Google, being that it's a pixel, being that they've just had a good couple of years of really good camera reviews and everyone's saying that the best camera on a smartphone in the world. Something in the back of my head is saying, well, maybe, yeah, maybe we've got a telephoto lens and and a standard lens, but maybe there's something they do where they combine both lenses into making it some kind of new magic we haven't seen yet, where both lenses are used to make a wide angle picture. I mean... I don't know, but they managed to do something pretty amazing with the super zoom stuff and the, and the, and the, the night sight stuff. So there's a little bit of me that says, well, we don't know everything yet. And maybe there's still room there for a little bit of Google magic with the, the cameras. The, the only thing I can think of uh, in their defense is that I've always preferred the iPhone portrait uh, shot. And I, perhaps I've never really been able to put my finger on exactly why I prefer the portrait shot from the, like the X and the XS rather than the Pixel. And it could be that it forces you to have the main subject on the telephoto lens and maybe the angles and everything just makes that a better, more intimate portrait shot. So it could be that what they're doing is they're trying to get the absolute best portrait shot off the back of that Pixel by leveraging a telephoto and a, and a normal that's my only that's the only thing I can think of really because they've already got the zoom feature with um super zoom or whatever they call it um the sort of software interpolation as they do the software zoom into the picture so they've already got a good zooming solution so I don't think it'll be a 2x lens just for zooming so I could only imagine it's for portrait shots to make them look a little bit little bit better um but it really is um it really is bad if if this does come to pass and it's weirdly doubly bad because I've been using the Pixel 3 quite a lot. It's the phone that I took away on holiday with me and I used it a lot. And I use the wide angle selfie feature quite a lot, which 
I always sort of disregarded as a bit of a gimmick when I got the Pixel 3. But actually, if you are doing a selfie and it's more than just you in the shot, being able to zoom out and have a, a different lens, take a wide angle selfie, is actually quite cool. And so I kind of have used that quite a lot recently. Um, and that just makes me think, well, they know the benefit of a wide angle lens. They put a, a wide angle, a separate secondary wide angle lens on the front of the Pixel. And yet they're not going to do it on the back. Uh, I guess we just need to wait and see, but it, it, it is do. a little bit disappointing. Yeah, the other the other thing which is kind of obvious is that they leaked the Pixel 4, they didn't leak the Pixel 4 XL. And it could be a case of the Pixel 4 being a slightly lower price option, having telephoto and uh, standard camera, plus those kind of depth, depth of field, um, the depth of field camera, time of flight or whatever it is, to, to make those portrait shots incredible. Then... Maybe mm, Pixel 4 XL comes with three cameras on the back. One of them's a wide angle. I mean, <laughs> I don't. Know. Okay, that's I, I. I like it. I'm going to grab hold of it. I feel like it's a valid. It's a valid hope because we don't know anything it is about a the 4 good XL. Hope, yeah, I can't help thinking that if that was the case, then they would have put the labels for wide angle in the in the software for the camera as well. But yeah. let's hold on to it as uh, <laughs> as hope. Well, it's hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And failing that. Um, uh, I was I was also quite excited uh, to find out that I think it's August the 7th is going to be the launch day or the, the big announcement for the new Galaxy Note 10 and the Note yes. 10 Plus. And I, I, I was quite excited about that. And I still am quite interested to see what the launch brings. And uh, I think the heat underneath my saucepan with that has been reduced because of certain other things that came to light since they released that kind of launch day which was the fact that the, the note 10 is still using the same camera modules as the s10 the s9 the s8 and i think even the s7 they haven't updated that camera tech which is probably why they're not the you know top of the list at the moment when it comes to world smartphone camera champions um and so the Note 10 is going to get that. The Note 10 also is going to have this cutout again for the front-facing camera. But I don't know about you, James, but for me, moving it to the center doesn't do it for me. It almost makes it look like a strange eye, like a Cyclops yeah. eye on the phone. And I like I like it because it's symmetrical, but I yeah. dislike it because it's more obvious. And it's, yeah, I'm, you know, I, I, at that point, you may as well just have a teardrop notch, might yeah, you? Yeah, I'm totally with you on that. I do like that. I, yeah, I like the symmetry part, but then it's it's always there as well. And and as, as I said earlier, when you, when you've got the when you've got the cutout kind of tucked away in a corner, obviously it's there, but it's it's kind of less noticeable even in white apps like Gmail. But when it's kind of there, staring at you, it's almost like a you know like a the eye of Sauron or something. Yeah. Um, I, and again, I hate to sound pessimistic, but I'm. I've not been blown away by the camera on the S10. And if the Note 10 is going to come with the same hardware, pretty much, maybe with some software tweaks here and there, sure. But I've got a funny feeling that it's probably maybe one to skip and either wait for the S11, which will probably come with new camera hardware, more whistles and bells, and could be a bit more exciting. Well, there was another Samsung that I was reading about that I'm also a little bit excited about, which I'm... It's kind of strange because it's it's almost competing with the Note 10, which is the Samsung Galaxy A90. I might have that wrong. It could be A80, but I'm pretty sure it's A90. Okay, so whenever I see something like uh, a news article or a rumor about a Samsung A whatever, I just yeah. filter it out and I just Same. think, nope, not not interested. Same. If that's got an A or a J or whatever, yeah. then I'll move yeah. on to the next article. Ab so what is it about... So I would have missed this one. What have I missed? Okay, so this is what makes it interesting. Because like you say, the A range, the J range, they're all pretty either mid-end, low-end, you know, phone for your dad kind of a phone. And um, not for us. But this one, the reason why people have online are saying that this could be a strange one to release at the, around about the same time as the Note 10, because it really kind of competes with current S10 offerings plus the Note 10 is because the, the A90 is going to be shipped with uh, an, a Snapdragon 855, um, a decent amount of RAM, whether that's 6, 8, I'm not sure, but it's not going to be poultry. Um, comes with a 48 megapixel camera and 
I think as well, these are all rumors, of course, but I think it comes with the telephoto and the wide angle. Um, it's almost like, it sounds to me, it's, it's, it sounds to me like it's the S10, but where you switch out the standard lens for a 48 megapixel lens. And there is lots of other stuff I don't know. I don't know how good the screen is, although it is going to be a Samsung screen. I don't know whether it comes with things like wireless charging, um, always on display, all that stuff I don't know. But I think if you're looking for a slightly smaller phone, uh, like say S10 size or um, iPhone 10 size, not the, the bigger size, I think it might actually be a better option than going for a huge Note 10 uh, if you don't want to wait for the S11. Again, these are all rumors and we don't really know, but it does sound kind of exciting um, to have like a really yeah. big beast of a camera on the back of a, a, a decently specced out Samsung. I think it would, that sounds absolutely fine because, you know, you put a an average Samsung screen on a any phone and it's a pretty damn good screen. So I would have no doubt, I would have no worries about that. Um, I suppose my worry with the 48 megapixel camera that they would put on there is that it would be one of these budget high megapixel low quality jobs so it would have to demonstrate that it could take a better photo than the s10 normal camera wouldn't it yeah i mean i I think there's also that fear of saying look it's got 48 megapixels uh sorry it's a 48 megapixel camera and that appeals to people that don't really know a lot about the tech behind that so you're right in saying that if it's the numbers are big but the quality is low then average joe isn't really going to care because he you know he can go around saying my camera is better than your camera because i've got 48 megapixels and actually you know the sensor is actually pretty crappy but it would be interesting to see some some reviews and some comparisons once that comes out because um it seems to have caused a little bit of a a storm in a teacup on okay. online. So it'd be interesting to see. The people that usually would, would say, listen, it's the next iteration after the A80. It's just, you know, it's it's a phone for your dad. Or it could actually be a little bit of a surprise uh, if you don't want to wait for the S11 and you don't want a, a Note 10. Well, I suppose Samsung have got precedent for releasing a better camera than the S and the Note in the fact that they've done those Galaxy camera, Galaxy Z, is it S4 Zoom, the K Zoom. You know, they have released camera-centric devices that have been better than the equivalent S and Note at the time, albeit super bulky and um, uh, not hugely practical. But it would be great to see them do that. I'd, I'd really love to see some more specialization in our phone so that you know you don't just have a a generic sort of pixel-like boring phone you have a phone that is trying to cater to a particular market um and camera cameras and photography seems like an obvious one to go after Um, yeah so i suppose whilst we're talking about 40 odd megapixel uh cameras is there anything in the nokia world obviously uh, <laughs> you've got you, you've got a nokia heritage andy so anything yeah. in the nokia world exciting i think you? we should uh, it's episode 41 so we should have a little shout out oh, that's true 41 actually, yeah. megapixels <laughs> it's like a thing for us yeah. uh, back in the day i suppose um well i still have um my lumia 1020 and i took it for a little spin to the beach actually and um it just you know you when you get when you get so used to something as as fast as say you know the v30 or the the s10 or you go back to what used to be the best and we're talking about what you know six years ago five years ago um and even though when you when you set the the shot up nicely and you've got time and you take the time and you can you know take the picture and then afterwards you can zoom in and really see the detail and think yeah you know this this really was ahead of its time back in the day but then when it comes to a regular shot uh we have these pelicans that fly by us uh in a in a dead almost like dead straight line uh on the beach like every 10 or 15 minutes there's a whole flock of them kind of fly by i thought i'm going to get a nice shot of that on the on the 1020 and i'll be able to you know put it into snapseed on the on my S10 and really go to town with the editing and really get a nice shot and put it up on Instagram. And every single time I would see the pelicans coming from what seemed like miles away and I'd get the, get the 1020 and I'd fire the camera <laughs> up and every single time it just missed them because it was so Aww. slow. So if I want to get a picture of the pelicans flying in the line, 
I had to take the, the, the S10 with me, but it's kind of fun to, to use the 1020 just for nostalgic reasons. You know, it used to be such a great phone back in the day and a few little things still kind of work. There, there's a there's an Instagram client called Six Tag, which still kind of works. Uh, you can use the, the web browser and email and text messaging and phone calls obviously work as well. That's all, that's all fine still, but everything else is dead. So when I when I used to use my 808 quite a lot, it never missed taking a shot. Yeah. I would always be able to get it up and going to take the shot, but I would say maybe a quarter of the time it didn't get decent focus yeah. on the shot. Yeah. I, I I would I would agree with that. Yeah, but certainly in terms of actually getting getting ready and actually taking the shot, it was pretty good. So yeah. all it needed really was some uh better auto focusing either software or some assistance with uh, a laser or something and that uh, that could have really been something yeah i think the problem i remember being a little bit of a staunch 808 supporter even when i went to the, the even when i went to the 1020 event i had some nokia guy telling me that well the 1020 can do this and that and this and that and i said yeah but so could this and why would i upgrade to a 1020 which is not as fast and I felt like uh, a bit arrogant at that event actually but the problem with I think the problem with the 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 1020 it didn't have its own dedicated graphics processor whereas the 808 did so yeah yeah absolutely but it's 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 like pros and cons you know the 808 didn't have any any OIS at all so unless it was on a tripod you were going to get slightly blurry pictures whereas the 1020 could so you know, and now we're at, well, now we're at a point where pretty much every, any decent smartphone camera this year or last year, you know, it's going to be fast. It focuses quickly. You're not going to have any hand wobble. Uh, I thought you were going to say it's going to have OIS. And I was thinking, <laughs> have Sony actually got round to putting OIS I in their cameras yet? I, I don't know. It, it's, it baffles me every time I hear about the Sony you know, XYZ processor being used in like a Samsung S10. And I think, well, what is the problem with Sony then? It must be a software issue because, yeah. you know, the hardware is obviously top notch. So what's going on? They seem to refuse to put OIS in for so many. I, I actually don't know the last couple of generations they have put OIS in, but it is a bit weird. And I also think at this point in time, if Sony want to break into, say, the American market, they're going to have to do something pretty radical. Um, I think that if it wasn't for the Huawei debacle with the president here, I think that could have actually done quite well over here because it, it's, it's unique selling point with that massive zoom that it has is correct me if I'm wrong, fairly unique in the market right now. It seems to yeah. be the only phone that could really do that. I mean, we all, we all remember the Eiffel tower pictures at launch, you know, it was kind of jaw dropping. Um, yeah, I mean, I think there are. I think there are a couple of Chinese phones that have got this periscope zoom in, but uh, certainly that's the um, the most popular one and yeah. it's the the most marketed one. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's kind of what's missing from the the mobile marketplace over here. Is you know, you go into any of the any of the four big names into their shops, and it's either you know, it's iPhones on one side and Galaxy S10 on the others on the other side and, and if there's any anything else it's probably geared towards your grandma you know they'll have a flip phone in the corner or they'll have a really basic kind of you know lg k25 or something for you know really basic phone and i think it's a real shame because you know when you've got the likes of huawei and sony and lg and others it kind of makes you think there's the, the choice has really been reduced a lot and especially when it comes to accessories over here you know, you go into a shop that just has phone cases. I'm sure you have those in the UK as well. But I mean, yeah, if you, if you market stalls type yeah. things more than uh, I, shops. But I don't yeah, know if definitely. you ever tried this. If you go up to those places or go into those places with like, I don't know, say a V30 and say, I'm looking for yeah. a new case for my V30. And not only do they not have it, they don't even know what you're talking about. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's very limited. On that. Yeah. But yeah, I guess you can see their point of view. I mean, yeah. um, as much as I love uh, V30s, there's probably not that many running around no. um, Reading Shopping Centre. No, I always get a little bit kind of, like, I want to nudge somebody. I wish you were sitting next to me on, on the train. I'd nudge you and say, look, yeah, there, exactly, there's, yeah. there's a G6. I see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Someone's yeah. using something different. <laughs> so there's nothing uh, in the modern Nokia that uh, gets you going? I was excited, I'll be honest, about the, the Nokia 9 Pure View. Um, 
I was then kind of <laughs> instantly disappointed that those, what is it, five cameras on the back, six cameras on the back, um, none of them were super wide angle. I don't think any of them are telephoto either. You end up with with two RGB ones and three monochrome ones. And so what you end up getting is it's almost like a 10-20 situation where you're going to get one really good picture. Um, and I've moved on from just having yeah. the option of just one kind of option. And, uh, you know, I want, I want more cam, I would, I'd want more cameras on the back. I don't want it to look ridiculous. I also think that Nokia 9 kind of does look a bit silly, but it's, um, you know, if you're going to put a load of holes on the back of the, on the back plate, I want them all to be doing something really interesting. So if you've got a depth of field, if you've got a telephoto, normal lens, super wide angle, and then maybe something else, that's, that's going to pique my interest. But to find out that it's, it's very kind of, interesting but a little bit mediocre and very very slow and the fingerprint scanner is a disaster it just makes me think you know i think amazon prime day last couple of days they had 200 dollars off the standard price of the nokia 9 and they brought it down to 499 um i think a few months ago i would have been really tempted by that but i really wasn't i just thought no i can get it and i could be excited about unboxing it and feeling it with my hand and trying it out and testing it out but then i'm just going to be annoyed that it it's slow. I'm going to be annoyed that the fingerprint scan is terrible. I'm going to be annoyed that I can't take a, a, a wide angle picture with it. And then I'm going to think to myself, why do I, why did I get it? Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I think, can't... It, I think it really had to blow everyone's socks off yeah. for some photography reason and whatever that reason could be, you know, it needed to do that. And just saying, well, if you process the, the raw footage in Lightroom, you can get a really nice shot. Well, you know, that's not really enough for me. That's not compelling. No. If you want to do that, then it's that old argument. You would have a DSLR camera because if you're going to go to that kind of level of extra work to get a good shot, yeah. then it doesn't make any sense to have that yeah, kind of you're, tech you're on taking, camera. You're right. You're taking away the convenience of it being on a yeah. phone if you're having to process it all, you know, after the fact. Albeit yeah. you might be able to do it on the phone, but yeah. it's still a faff that you would it's still um, an extra step that you don't really have to do if you snap exactly, it with an iphone yeah. 10 or something you can just yeah. get that really good shot and and the other thing is is that you know i know that they're, they're saying it's geared towards photographers but again if it's geared towards photographers then guess what they've all got dslrs and yeah. uh you know to have that kind of that that tech in a phone where it, t- it takes a long time to produce a photo i mean really what are you going to do with those pictures if you're going to print them out great but again, why wouldn't you use a normal camera for that? But if it's only going on Instagram or Facebook, then you really don't need to have that that ridiculous level of tech and superiority of, qual- of quality of, of the image because you can definitely get good, really good photos from any of the, not even just the top line phones, even some of the mid-range phones. I mean, there's a, there's a, a Facebook group for people that shoot with Nokia phones, old and new. And some of the uh, some of the shots on there from the fairly kind of new mid-range phones, like the Nokia 7.1 and the Nokia 8, Sirocco and things like that, some of those shots are incredible because those people know what they you know they know what they're doing with the with, with the with the camera. It's not just the camera. So again, if you can get an amazing shot with you know even an, an older iPhone or an older Galaxy and it's only going on Instagram and Facebook, then is it worth all the extra faff after taking a picture to to then open up Lightroom and get your raw image in there and, and fiddle around with it? And to me, it's just not worth it. There's no there's no other kind of payoff for doing that because you you also don't have uh, the other lenses, wide angle and telephoto, and you don't even have a headphone jack. So mm. so you know it's too many compromises for not much payoff. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. It's um, it's a disappointing state of affairs, and there doesn't seem to be too much going on on the Nokia side apart from the Nokia Nine, anyway, does there? I mean, it's just very mid-rangey at the moment. It's pretty mid-rangey. The I think the latest rumor, again, talking about big numbers when it comes to uh, megapixels, there's a the rumor. I think it might be seven point two. I'm not sure the Nokia seven point two. I might have that wrong, but again, it, it looks a bit ten twenty ish with a circular cutout on the back with just, I think, three lenses. I think a wide angle, a telephoto, and then a monster 48 or 41 megapixel sensor. So again, very much okay. like the, the A90 we were talking about before. But okay. who knows how who knows how Nokia are going to hobble this one, you know? It's like, 
yeah. what are they going to what are they going to do wrong this time? But I suppose um, they've got an opportunity there to put something half decent together, then haven't they? Because you know they're not too bad on the uh, uh, on the software side in terms of getting the updates out there now that they're using yeah. uh, Android One. Uh, the build quality on them is quite nice. Yeah, the screens have been fairly good. Yeah. Um, the haptics aren't great and um, certain other little things around the fringes aren't great, but, you know, that could be a solid device. Yeah. And the, probably pricing as well is probably going to be pricing, pretty, yeah. pretty yeah. favourable, I would have thought. Um, yeah. I mean, speaking of pricing, they're talking about, you know, not even 999 being the base price for the the standard Nokia 10. Uh, sorry, the standard Note 10 um, in, I guess we'll find out in a, in a few weeks time, but I mean, if they if they start that out at like ten ninety nine, and then the, the the beast comes out at like twelve forty nine or something, I just think you're you're yeah, you're, you're asking the... people to part with a lot of money who probably just yeah. parted with a lot of money six months ago. It's hard. Yeah, that's not that that's that's not my market. A Samsung for thirteen hundred quid is not no. my uh, it's not my bag. No, they so don't... I suppose while we're talking about you know taking stuff on the phone and not being able to do anything with it on the phone and having to take it off the phone to process. Yeah. So I'll give you a little story about uh, me taking my S10e on holiday, because I took right. the S10e and the Pixel. And um, in the Samsung S10e, there's a little feature that allows you to record video in 4K, but in HDR. Uh, and it happens to use HDR10+. Uh, so I recorded lots and lots of uh, videos in the fantastic light and the fantastic uh, colours of uh, Turks and Caicos. So, you know, real paradise photos yeah. and, well, videos, I should say, that I took in uh, HDR 10+. Plus. Um, and to be fair, I knew at the time that playing this back was going to be a little bit awkward, um, but I took it anyway. And of course, I get home and I can't actually play it back on anything. Uh, I can <laughs> just about play it back uh, without the HDR. Uh, so you either export, you know, you either convert it on the phone to you know, a, a non-HDR format, which the phone will do, uh, or you can play it uh, on a PC and, or something and it'll play it, but it doesn't look right, you know, because uh, it's obviously not quite got the um, processing correct in terms of catering for the HDR. Um, but yeah, I assumed that it would be backward compatible with my LG OLED TV, which has not got HDR10+, Plus, but has got HDR10+. But I can't seem to be able to get it to work. Now, it could be user error, but I think it's possible that it's an example of um, the compatibility problems that we're now facing as we yeah. go into 4K and different manufacturers choosing different HDR formats. And it's all a little bit confusing and all a little bit disappointing. I think we all knew where we were with 720 and 1080 and, and more recently 4K. I think yeah. even... Uh, the average Joe on the street would know whether his TV was 4K or not, but HDR plus HDR 10 plus uh, that it's it's like an it's like a newer standard, and perhaps perhaps again I'm I'm guessing wildly here, but perhaps HDR 10 plus is more of a thing in South Korea where the Samsung phones come from, and it's not quite made it this way yet. It would be a bit of a well, wild I think guess. It's- Certainly a Samsung thing. I think it's the it's the HDR format that Samsung are pitching their flag on, if that's the right uh, yeah. phrase. So I think in terms of all the different ones, we've got HDR10, which is like your bog standard HDR that you get on uh, uh, a lot of sort of disc formats and stuff. So all the, um, well, most of the 4K sort of Blu-rays have got HDR10 as a base level of HDR. Then you've got Dolby Vision, which is the one that they uh, put on the Apple TV, and um, they also put on, started to put on some of the 4K Blu-rays. You've got HLG, which is like the broadcast HDR, which the BBC kind of uh, are at the forefront of. You now have your HDR10+, which is this one that Samsung is pushing, uh, and I think there's a couple of others in there as well um, that are a little bit more obscure. Uh, and it's yeah, it's all a bit of a mess. Yeah, well, and I think there's only one, only one TV manufacturer, and that's in Europe that you're kind of confident is going to cover all the formats. And I think that's Panasonic. So you can get Panasonics, which do HDR10, 
HLG, Dolby Vision, and HDR10+, which are the main four formats. Um, but LG don't have um, HDR10+, and Samsung don't have Dolby Vision. You know, it's yeah. it's a real problem for the consumer trying to get all the bases covered. Yeah, it sounds like there's just too many different formats out there. But, you know, I think if I was going to take holiday video on my phone, I think I would probably just stick with 4K only because I I kind of know that I, I can watch that on my laptop. I can watch that on the TV and I can also share it. And then those people probably would have, I'm guessing, probably have 4K somewhere in the house. But the other stuff, the newer stuff, I don't know. I wouldn't yeah. be sure about it. I mean, I knew that I was taking it. I knew that I was taking a risk by doing it, uh, and that risk did uh, play out to uh, not pay off. Uh, because uh, I'm, I reckon that if I plug this into a Samsung, a really good Samsung uh, uh, 4K HDR screen, that uh, it would look fantastic. But um, yeah, I don't know until I find someone uh, who's got a nice big Samsung HDR TV. Basically, yeah. I mean, if you and, wanted- and a fair, and a fairly new one at that. If you wanted to say share it. Can you, um, on the phone, downscale to say 4K? Yeah. If, you, if, you, if you're looking at it in the gallery and you press share, it starts converting it into what is presumably a much more um, okay. portable format. So I haven't right. actually checked what that format is, but it will either be, I guess, 4K SDR standard, right. yeah. or uh, maybe it will just go down to 1080 maybe. But okay. um, yeah, I haven't checked what that format is, but the phone will will recover it. So it's not like the footage is lost. Right. Um, and to be honest, I, I, I'm pretty sure you can't edit it without some pretty hefty professional God, software yeah, either. I can't, so. imagine, I can't imagine what you would need. I mean, you'd have to have like uh, four MacBook Pros duct-taped together or something. Oh, like, you like, would, yeah. And you'd need <laughs> like the um, Pro version of like, uh, you know, Adobe's top video editing yeah. package, I'm sure, to actually yeah. uh, be able to do this. So, um, yeah, it's probably... Um, was probably a little bit too cutting edge to be honest but um the promise is there that you know we'll have be able to be recording video that is more vibrant and more uh spectacular than 99% of the tv that we watch so yeah I, that did tempt me in to be honest right interesting also that you were able to do that on what is essentially the the lowest out of the 3 S10 models yeah, I think it's that's nice. validation that then they've not cut a lot of camera features out of yeah. that S10e. It, it's pretty solid. Yeah. Um, well, I think we're coming up on the hour, aren't we, James? Yeah, I think we've uh, covered most of uh, the bases that we were looking for, weren't we? It was nice to hear Dave earlier. I know he had to. Yeah. He had to go. Yeah, he had to drop off and do some homework. Okay, cool. Well, hopefully, speak soon, Andy. Yes, mate. And have a good day. And you. Oh, have a nice day, I should say. Have a nice day, sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right, cool. Cheers, Andy. Thanks, mate.